0: Never enough wrestling. Yo. Your host, AK, and with me is my illustrious wrestling expert, the wise man himself, QMac. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, we decided to make a wrestling podcast. This is Never Enough Wrestling, a new podcast about the realest sport, professional wrestling, by your friends from Never Good Enough or the Never Good Enough podcast uh then, yeah we decided to just do it yeah to just we we'll get right into it let's just jump into it it's like philip defranco style shout out hey what up um uh, so yeah so as everything with wrestling uh revolves around the universe that is the wwe universe those are the fans the fans are just the wwe universe the ga- the i don't know what more the god are, is the are they the god of that the wwe universe
1: yeah, Vince's. is. Yeah. Technically.
0: So, as everything, the WWE is pretty much where any fledgling podcast needs to start out, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So, they went to Saudi Arabia uh, for the Super Showdown, not to be confused with Australia's Super Showdown, because that one has a hyphen in it.
1: Yeah, that's totally different.
0: It's totally different, 100%. It was going to be called The Sands of Time, but I guess Ubisoft gave them a call and was Uh, like, "Uh uh-uh. Can't do that shit. Nope. Uh, And they didn't want another wildlife fund situation, (laughs) (laughs) if you know what I'm saying. WWE tends to not win its uh, lawsuits, Uh, especially when it comes to names. So yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna break this uh, a little bit down for us. How did we end up here? How did we get here? Is uh, how the marketing was? How was all of this?
1: It, I feel like it was just kind of thrown together. Like n- these matches were had like two weeks of buildup for each one, and it, they, it was just not. Which good. is
0: astonishing, considering like they have a ten-year deal with Saudi Arabia. They literally know. That twice a year, they will be going to Saudi Arabia. That they need to set up a show that's kind of important. And then you build the show for months in advance before you even, what seems like, and we'll get to the booking of the show. But before you even get into the booking of the show, you're, you're setting the show up with like two matches. Like those were the two matches that we literally knew from the moment it was even Sands of Time. It was Goldberg versus Undertaker and Triple H versus Randy Orton. Yeah. And the fact that they were going to have a 50-man battle royal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but you, you didn't know the booking for any of those matches or how the storyline is going to run for any of those matches. Because you we didn't see Goldberg or The Undertaker. Triple H was too busy feuding with Batista at that point. <laughs> and Randy Orton was Randy Orton. He, he was,
1: I guess, with uh, AJ. During the same time, yeah, WrestleMania.
0: So, and then you set this up right after WrestleMania as bigger than WrestleMania, right? Like all the advertisements were an event larger than WrestleMania, and 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 the hype and the icon versus the legend, and the, I don't know how they labeled the the Triple H protege versus master. No, it's just it, it's just Randy Orton versus two. Triple H. Yeah. Wow, great. So yeah, and then and then we get into this like wonky ass setup, of half baked like like Kevin uh, like Kofi Kingston just comes out of his Kevin Owens uh, feud. Uh, Seth Rollins just comes out of uh, fighting. Who did he fight at? Um, what's the event right after WrestleMania? Uh, oh, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Right. Who did he fight at Money in the Bank? Uh, Was it? Wow! Wow! Holy all right, shit. what a great wrestling podcast. Right. <laughs> anyways But like, all of these come out, and then and then there are so many confusing storylines walking into this. Uh, is Brock Lesnar gonna cash in against Kofi or Seth Rollins? And Kofi's begging for Brock to like cash in against him, but like Seth doesn't give a fuck, and mm-hmm. so Seth just walks over the entire storyline and kind of makes himself look like a douchebag in the process. Brock Lesnar becomes a meme in the middle of all of this. Dolph Ziggler shows up out of nowhere again and beats the living shit out of The New Day, quote-unquote re-injures Big E. For some reason, we needed that added to prove that Dolph Ziggler is vicious. Uh, At some point, uh, they separate The Miz and Shane McMahon after their feud, but their feud is still ongoing. But instead of The Miz... The Miz now enlisted the help of Roman Reigns because Shane McMahon is upset that Roman Reigns punched his dad when he first debuted on SmackDown. Yeah. Like so many fucking desperate threads that are being sh- fucking shoved together. And then Shane McMahon goes through a gamut of fucking allies from Elias to Baron Corbin to Bobby Lashley. And Drew then Mcintyre, ends up with Drew McIntyre.
1: The revivals with him the past yeah. week.
0: It, and it makes no sense who his bodyguards is he a faction is he building a faction are we bringing back factions is this the corporation again uh uh there's no setup for the women whatsoever like we we spent 3 weeks of basically becky propping up a face turn for alexa bliss mm-hmm. and the iconics getting buried by literally every Willie wrestler who walks around wanting a tag match. Like it doesn't matter if they're in a tag team or not. And you're trying to set up these two as like the ultimate like obstacle in front of Asuka and Kyrie Sane. And I don't understand how you're doing that when everyone gets to beat them.
1: They're not. I don't, I don't get the, I don't understand the point of this. Why you have your champions the, all, with all the tag teams, all the yeah. time, all their the champions always lose.
0: Yes, it's it's ridiculous. And then they show out in the same way they always show out at a at a kickoff show for the pay per view. And then they they have no setup. They have no storylines. They have nothing. Uh, so yeah. So basically, but the women don't really matter, right? In this, like, they're not allowed in Saudi Arabia except yeah. for Renee. Renee Young. So here you go. So Renee Young is the only one that's allowed at Saudi Arabia. So we get no women. Which, in this show, the women were needed more than fucking ever. Because here we go. We get into it. There's the kickoff show, which we decided not to watch because we thought the show was already too long at four fucking hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in the kickoff show, there was one match. It was Usos versus The Revival. Yeah. And from everything that I've heard, just a decent match. Yeah. I mean,
1: classic, you know. What what you would expect if the Usos, Usos are revival. revival,
0: especially if you like know the revival, right? If you've mm-hmm. been following them in NXT, hashtag fear the revival all day, every day. Please leave, please go somewhere, anywhere, any uh, literally uh, go wrestle in Germany. I don't fucking care. You will get better <laughs> booking there. Anyways, uh, and then we get into the main show. There's no lead up, no setup, except the fact that it is extremely hot. In Jeddah,
1: unnecessarily hot. In
0: unnecessarily hot in Saudi Arabia, everything as usual feels increasingly uncomfortable because of the fact that, like, there, there. Not only is it weird after all the controversy that happened with Saudi Arabia, which is like literally like a whole lot of blood money <laughs> exchanging hands. Um, beyond that, the fact that Saudi then decreed a bunch of arbitrary rules. No tattoos allowed. No women allowed. Uh, what else? Uh, and uh, and we'll get to they the other let
1: one. Sami Zayn show up. Oh,
0: and no, yeah, no Syrians, for some reason. So so Sam, yeah, Sami Zayn wasn't allowed to come. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens, in solidarity with Sami Zayn and John Cena, all have made it clear that they will not ever show up to the Saudi Arabia shows, mm-hmm. right? So we already have, like, a top deck of wrestlers, a top tier of the WWE wrestlers just not showing up to this show. So how does the show start? It starts with uh, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Mm-hmm. A match that felt un- not undeserved for Baron. He's been literally the best heel in the company right. so far. But, like, he's been feuding with Braun Strowman, right?
1: Yeah, that was a thing for yeah. a while.
0: He was feuding with Braun Strowman. He helped Shane against Roman Reigns. Didn't Roman Reigns beat him? Baron? At Money in the Bank? Or did he beat Drew? He beat Drew. Yeah. He be- See, at this point, like, all three great wrestlers, Bobby, Drew, and, and fucking Baron, but the way they've been used, they're fucking interchangeable. And it's really weird to start this with, like, shitting on WWE, but this is, like, pretty much the worst pay-per-view we've seen by them.
1: Def- since- it's since, uh, Back- God, what was that one from last year?
0: Backlash 2018? Yeah. But, yeah, like this is this ranks for me worse than the Samoa Joe Roman reigns holds match.
1: <laughs> <Ew>.
0: <laughs> yeah so so yeah, so it, it's it's kind of like a back and forth match. it's a pretty decent back and forth match. It was building up pretty nicely, and as with everything with the show, it fucking fizzled right? yeah,
1: because he they always I don't know why they like distractions or like uh like weird uh like yeah like distraction roll up finishes for matches because it was like yeah. this with this one because he was getting mad at the ref because he was like oh you're not counting the three and then he was like all in his face and screaming at him and then the <laughs> the ref it was like all right you're gonna scream at me i'm gonna scream at you <laughs> and then he pushed him and then uh seth Rollins. uh Seth Rollins. Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins rolled him up yeah. and uh got the pin.
0: Yeah, it's and and also like they picked that referee. <laughs> the money in the bank Carmella referee. That's the referee who no, Ben was fighting with. Right? It
1: was it was uh I call him the Bruce Campbell referee. Oh, it was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> because, <laughs> right. Because Bruce he looks Cam- like Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. He looks exactly like <laughs> Bruce
0: Campbell. So yeah, and then and then uh, yeah, and then Seth wins, and out of nowhere, Baron, a very upset Baron, hits him with the End of Days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And while I've seen many people get up from the End of Days, Seth, for some, sold the living shit out of and it, died him. in the ring. And then Brock's music played. He comes out with a steel chair. He's supposed to be the uh, the Beast, mm-hmm. and he shows up with a steel chair. And then another distraction happens
1: well it's like uh <laughs> they they had it that paul Heyman was holding the briefcase and as he was coming into the ropes through the ropes into the ring he like tripped on the second rope and just tossed the briefcase into the uh in the ring and everybody was like well, well what do we do now and then uh like the referee was distracted and then <laughs> and then seth just low blows brock so he's on the ground now. So it's like, oh no, what's happening? And then, and uh, then Seth just annihilates him with a chair. Just beats the living shit out of him
0: for a minute, and then we cut. And, and then that's it's, it. it's it. That's that's it for the first match. And this is basically a pervasive theme throughout all of this. Matches end way too early. Um, there are interviews in the middle of every between every wrestling match that basically sets up. Their new pay per view that they've now replaced Backlash with. It's yeah. called Stomping Ground. And it has a picture of a fucking boot. <laughs> the world we live in. <laughs> um,
1: but it's clever because his uh, boot is stomping it's on it's the it's ground. Right.
0: It's stomping on the word ground. Get it? Um, so, yeah. So, literally, we're going to have that the same Saudi Arabia show.
1: Uh, exactly. At same.
0: Stomping Ground. It's going to be. Seth versus Baron. Mm -hmm. Kofi versus uh, Dolph. Dolph, And a steel cage match. Who also ended in a distraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, It ended with...
1: Xavier Woods. um, Because throughout the whole time, Dolph was kind of... uh, uh, (sighs) Fuck, what do you call it? I guess messing with him or like he kept punching and kicking him. So uh, Xavier was like, all right, you you ain't going to be doing that shit no more. And so he kicked him in the face. And then... uh, uh, fuck, Kofi hit him with the trouble in paradise, and then he won.
0: Yeah, and then and then Dolph called him a coward, <laughs> but also called him the greatest WWE champion of all time. So I guess uh, whatever. Uh, and they're going to have a match at Stomping Ground. Uh, we had a we had an above average, probably the most above average match was the Finn C and match. Mm-hmm. But at it that point, the heat was. Stifling yeah. in the arena, like there wasn't a minute passing in the commentary where they weren't <laughs> saying, "fucking
1: showing or showing the little um,
0: temperature game." Yeah,
1: the temperature of how hot it was. Like, yeah. like Finn was completely like full body paint, and by the end of it, he was naked.
0: Yeah, like. <laughs>
1: Like literally, like, like was all off.
0: Five minutes into the match, I was looking up and half of his body paint was gone. Yeah, because of how much they had sweated it out. Uh, the Bobby Bar- the Bobby Brown match blessed, barely five minutes.
1: Maybe it was like ten.
0: Maybe. And they were drenched by the end of it.
1: Before we even started, they were. So and Corey's <laughs> like, in I sweat. cannot
0: believe the cardio on Braun Strowman three minutes into the match. He's just so astonished by Braun Strowman's cardio. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, then we get into the 50 man battle royal. And we get basically the fucking weirdest mess I've ever seen. It in was family. shenanigans. It did not make a lick of sense.
1: There people was, were flying. It was just, there were just people. And it was just like a. <laughs> It was just like a mass of people, and you couldn't tell who anybody people was. People were literally going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. This is <was> the, <laughs> this is the bathroom break match, definitely. Yeah,
0: and then yes, and like there wasn't any. Dis- some people came out with their music, some people didn't, but they- it didn't matter, right? Like by by the en- by by the middle of it, it didn't matter. People were just flying like ragdolls. Yeah, like it didn't matter what wrestler you cared about. Like, at one point, like. Uh, was it Mojo Raleigh like fucking eliminated Shinsuke and like AOP was eliminated by one person?
1: That was uh the War Raiders, the War or like, Viking Raiders or whatever <laughs> fuck you want to call them.
0: Viking War Pirate Raiders. <laughs> uh yeah, and then and then yeah, but by, by the by the end of it stood this s- Saudi kid mm-hmm. who it was kind of a bittersweet moment for me because I'm an Arab. And it was like, oh, Arab man speaking Arabic. I like this, but then it felt weird because this is the same dude that super kicked the Davaris last year. Yeah. At at at. Uh, crown jewel. A crown jewel. Um, what was it? Uh When they came out with the Iranian flag and everyone yeah. thought World War III was going to happen, which is low key racist, by the way. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, no, these these dumb Arabs don't understand that, you know, this is fake show. So, you know, they're going to start fighting in the ring in the in the arena. Like it was silly, but still in very poor taste. That they had an, uh, the Iranian people come out being prideful of Iran. Mm-hmm. Like not not like prideful of Iran, but like shitting on Saudis. Yeah. Right? And then had the Saudi kids then shit on the Iranian people. Yeah. Like it, it was entirely all in poor taste. That kid then gets his contract, but it seems like now he gets his contract when he won the Battle Royale.
1: I don't know. He said he had it before since he was a rookie.
0: Yeah. So So then, yeah. So then he won. Everyone lost their mind at the thing. And then, yeah, it's just like the Battle, the Royal, Greatest Royal Rumble before it. It really doesn't mean anything. This was just a cheap pop. Yeah. Right. For, for this, for the first, for the, for the first. Arab wrestler? Pretty sure they've had an Arab one, Arab guy before. Probably, Probably. not hundred percent sure. Yeah, and and then and then and then and then here the big one, the main fucking event. Of the, the ultimate. Show. Holy the, shit, the, dude!
1: The greatest.
0: Holy shit, dude!
1: It was scary. I Undertaker felt terrible versus for them.
0: Goldberg was the most. Botched match I've seen
1: Def- one of the worst ones I've seen in where a while. no one had died right
0: <laughs> like like usually matches like this like the 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 Bret Hart match which Goldberg did mm-hmm. Goldberg destroyed Bret Hart's career the Owen Hart match well it wasn't a match he fell from the bleachers as mm-hmm. he was sliding down like this is this is the roughest botch I've seen where someone wasn't killed
1: or seriously injured
0: or seriously fucking like ended their career like tyson kid yeah style ended their fucking career right because like the match starts out basic like goldberg hits two spears back to back undertaker hits a choke slam kind of half-assed then hits a tombstone that was pretty decent but really way too early for goldberg to allow something like that to happen they jocked back and forth. They kept yelling, "Undertaker's the pure striker in the striking game," and then Goldberg is an animal. He just works off of instinct. Mm-hmm. He's all instinct all the time. The 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 the, the Corey soundboard was basically <laughs> going off at that point. And then it happened, right? The, the Undertaker's by the turnbuckle. Yeah. Goldberg fucking. Runs. He tries to
1: um, Undertaker is in the in the corner of the ring, and Goldberg tries to spear him. He flies through the ring, hits his head on the turnbuckle, splits his head open. And he's just he's just bleeding.
0: Bleeding. And at first I thought it was a blading job, but then you look at once the blood starts to dry, you look at it and it's the top of his head. No one mm-hmm. would blade the top of their head, right? It would always be the forehead. Yeah. And in the middle of that exchange, like they are they are. I don't know if there was a conversation before, but they were hitting each other stiff. Yeah, And I feel like they were like, okay, you guys can't do the moves you used to do. So you both are big, tough guys, just stiff up on each other. Mm -hmm. And I guess they were legit, like there were punches that you could like see, like Goldberg jaw, like rocking, Mm -hmm. right? And stuff like that. And then at some point, apparently during all of that, Uh, Goldberg basically either with the with the that or with one of his other hits, he had knocked himself out. He he was discombobulated, Mm -hmm. and then Undertaker picks him up for the tombstone. And in literally the first time in my life, I saw the Undertaker botch a tombstone and literally plant,
1: squish this man's head on the canvas. It was one of the most terrifying things either of us have seen, like
0: three times. And it was, like, this is a famous, like, thing. Like, Undertaker, if Undertaker tombstones you, your head will be three inches off the ground. Like, this is, this is like a thing that people, the wrestlers say. And to watch just as, like, fucking Goldberg's head, like, squished to the canvas uh, was fucking scary. Yeah. Goldberg kicks out of the three. Then he comes up to take the Undertaker into a jackhammer. And he doesn't even, he can't. He gets him halfway and literally plants his fucking head into the mat and cranks his neck. Like, yeah. Like, Undertaker's neck. Like,
1: is almost f- 90 degrees.
0: Jeez. Like, and you and at that point, it is, it is, this is, this is legacy ending almost. <laughs> like, this is, this is like, your life s- ending. Yeah. This is, this is, if both of them, which they did, if both of them survived this, like, you're looking at it and you're saying, I'm a, I'm sad every time I see The Undertaker now. Yeah. I'm not excited to see The Undertaker. No matter how much bigger they can make the entrance, it's sad watching him walk up the ring now.
1: It's, yeah, because he, he, to me, he's my favorite character. He's my favorite wrestler. And yeah. just he seeing... I didn't really watch Goldberg because I didn't really watch WCW, but, man, seeing Undertaker now is... Oof, it's sad.
0: And at this point, it's like, I want it when we finish watching this entire fucking shit show in which the match literally ended uh, impromptu with Undertaker half assed again, picks up Goldberg for the chokeslam and looks visibly fucking angry that this <laughs> match even <laughs> happened. Like,
1: why is this happening?
0: Exactly. And at the end of it, I wanted to use this as like a fucking like, look, the. D- 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 WWE, at this point, doesn't fucking know what it wants to do. By the way, we didn't get into the Triple H-Randy Orton match because it was pretty fucking basic. The yeah. only surprise is that Randy won it. Yeah. Um, with his second RKO. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have to land 13 of them, like he <laughs> usually does. Um, but yeah, th- I... I but it didn't matter, right? This was a fucking glorified house show,
1: right?
0: Yeah. This, this didn't matter because all of these matches are going to happen again at Stomping Ground mm-hmm. except for the two Legends matches. Yeah. And so what the fuck does it like?
1: This is, it is nothing.
0: Uh, yeah. It was like it, uh, the way I described it is the reason they were advertising it as bigger than WrestleMania. It's because it was nothing and there's nothing that's bigger than nothing. Like <laughs> nothing encompasses everything. <laughs> So that's why. It yeah. So uh <laughs> I don't know. They have so many great wrestlers at this point and I don't I don't I don't know how what you do with any of them, considering you have to pump out so many pay per views and you really don't care about setting up any storylines that matter. Yeah. Because you either don't have full-time talent like Goldberg or Undertaker or Triple H or Randy Orton or or, or Bray. Randy's Lesnar. full-time. Randy is full-time? Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up full-time. <laughs> uh,
1: well, he's full-time as in Shinsuke is full-time. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it this way.
0: WWE right now, their two best things that are happening right now is R-Truth and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and They're not actually wrestling. Well R R R R R Truth does. R R Truth is doing wrestling skits. (laughs) And Bray Wyatt is like doing like short film horror. He's literally both of them are using WWE money to do skits and short film.
1: Yeah. But it's amazing.
0: But it's literally the best part of the WWE at this point. And it's a shame because you then if we move on now, like you go into Japan and um best of the super juniors oh. which we watched it there's so much respect for the act of wrestling in which like every time we watch new japan i am shocked that like there's not an advertisement that plays during the wrestling <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing in wwe where like you, why is why does the advertisement play at the thing you're selling to people no one is coming here. No one is coming here saying, "Oh my god, I'm so excited to watch the backstage segment with Shane McMahon, Bray, Baron Corbin, and and Drew McIntyre yeah. and like Roman Reigns being all upset, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not excited for that. I'm excited for like Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Finn Balor versus like Bobby Lashley, like Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I'm excited for the matches that happen. And then instead of me getting the matches, I get 13 fucking people interjected into this. So I either get a fucking fatal four-way match that means fucking nothing or a 10-man tag team. Yeah. And right, this is is also problematic in New Japan. Like that entire finale for Best of the Super Juniors, that first half of it was pretty much all tag teams.
1: Yeah, I think they were just—they just wanted to incorporate all of the wrestlers that were in the tournament, yeah. all in somehow. I, I thought it was fine.
0: I thought it was fine because of uh of of the two the two ba- I main. There was there was the um, the one with the young lions mm-hmm. that was trying to set up that these are the two big young lions that we're gonna push into the main roster at this point. Yeah. And then there was the second one, which was my favorite of all the tag team matches that they had. It was the 10 versus 10 chaos versus not. It was a chaos. Yeah. Uh, it's chaos versus Suzuki gun. Yes. That one, because the feuds that were set, uh, that were, that were boiled over in this, that hit their apex in this. Like the fact that finally Jushin Liger and Suzuki are fucking done with each other and they just started brawling to the back. Um... That uh, Taichi Chi and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, not Maccabi. Uh, Tomohiro. Tomohiro. Yeah. That that the fact that like Tomohiro was so sick of the disrespect at that point that he was like done with the entire like like all the feuds that were set up were v- done really fucking well.
1: Amazingly well. Um,
0: uh, and I think the the then Chaos versus uh Luciano Gravables. L- yeah. Los Inagrab- L, what is it? L I J. L I J. Yeah, L I J. Like that. That that match set up so many of like the differentiating levels of like who's the tiers of these organizations of these factions inside mm-hmm. of it in really fucking cool ways, right? Uh, and especially like making you believe again, even though like Coda beat. Uh, naito Mm -hmm. it made you believe that like no 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 this is not like we don't have anyone else for coda this is like this is similar we're building a rivalry here we're building uh hiroshi tanahashi versus shinsuke nakamura style uh feud right a rivalry that will last for a very long time right um and it felt real like at this point i'm 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 still 50 50 that like one of them could take the title. Could yeah, walk away. It's, it's, <laughs>
1: it's tomorrow too. Yeah. Dominion.
0: So, so like every match at Dominion right now, <clears throat> Tai Chi, Tomohiro, uh, 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 Naito and Kota. I am literally looking forward to every match, right? Mm-hmm. It's Dominion. Dominion is going to be Chris Jericho versus, yeah. Versus, uh, uh Okada. Okada. Like I'm looking forward to all of those. All those seem believable. Because of the fact, and we'll get into AEW later, but like because of the fact that AEW made Chris Jericho seem of his age, but also a threat still yeah. because of his experience. So, like, because of the fact that he won a double or nothing and walked away victorious with the number one contender shot for the AEW, him walking into Dominion, he seems like a legitimate competitor against Akata. Yeah. I don't think that, like, they're gonna shortchange Chris Jericho.
1: No, they in shouldn't. In that match,
0: right? Um, and 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 that's really good storytelling, especially from a company that's gone through a transition currently. And like it seems like there are some conflict between the booking staff and the executives mm-hmm. at New Japan. There there seems to be that tug and pull, but like they've built such a phenomenal foundation that like you could just let the wrestlers like. All the matches we're watching are all being like... They're all being supported by the fact that these feuds have been going on for years. Yeah. Right? All of these are combinations of feuds that have been happening for years. Right? So, like, a lot of the stuff that's going on is, like, just them, like, maybe not having anything fresh. But, like, they're either building or wrapping up or concluding a bunch of, ma- a bunch of rivalries that have been going on for almost a decade. Yeah. Which is like that's amazing when you don't have new ideas, like WWE always has to come up with a new idea because they don't have a foundation to fall back on. Mm -hmm. They've broken their foundation after the fucking attitude era, right? They have no foundation Yeah, because that's the entire gimmick of WWE. We, we will subvert your expectations at every possible turn to the point where like you expect that we're going to subvert your expectations, which is (laughs) fucking how they've landed there is mind blowing. But here it's like it's like, yeah, I'm excited to like see these matches that have been happening for years finally heat up to the point of explosion. Yeah. Um, but of course then there is th- th- that's the tag team block of it. I thought maybe the weakest was the Okada Romero villains enterprise match was kinda weak because Marty Skrull decided to play one hundred percent into his character. And so he didn't actually fight that much.
1: Yeah, he. That was uh. Most of it was Brody. Was, yeah, yeah.
0: Brody, which was incredible. Like that moment when he jumped off the middle rope into the top rope, spun back, and fucking dropped both of them.
1: Yeah, that was amazing.
0: Holy shit! For how my big fucking- that dude is, he is gigantic, and looks like he looks like if you went to the to the to the hills in fucking Montana. You would find him smoking weed <laughs> and, like, making moonshine with his gun, missing a tooth. Like, yeah. that's how he looks. Mm-hmm. No offense. I'm very offensive. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But, but the athleticism, the that was a good display. But that entire thing felt like it meant nothing. I don't know what it meant. I don't know if they're it, setting it up a Yeah, I don't
1: think it was for any. It was just, you know, just to have rocky in a match i assume rocky and and uh marty in a match
0: yeah i guess they're setting up that feud right because marty was running away from rocky Mm -hmm. right um but 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 then we get into the 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 singles matches the only uh what was the was there one before the john moxley uh i don't remember uh juice robinson one uh, we had some technical issues watching the show. It kept lagging, so we kind of moved it a little forward to catch up to the John Moxley, Just Robinson fight, which was fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, John came out, uh, aka Dean Ambrose, aka Death Rider.
1: <laughs> Death Rider. <laughs>
0: Death Rider. Holy shit! Came out gunning. Came out hot from, from the, the get.
1: The whole time.
0: Also the fucking boxer shorts. Uh, that was a weird that was wrestling a jar- shorts. Yeah, wrestling shorts was a jarring look for me for John Moxley.
1: And then juice cutting off his uh oh, dreads.
0: Yeah, like some wild shit happened and like yeah, and then the match how did it go.
1: Oh my god. That was <laughs> like the opposite of the uh Undertaker Goldberg. cuz it was it was brutal but in the good way. Like yeah. it was hard-hitting visceral like yeah uh, all through the crowd and into the in the ring and fucking juice cutting himself on the oh no uh, fucking john was biting him and like punching him in the, the head, head and he started bleeding. bleeding and <laughs> fuck
0: there were spots where you thought like they're breaking their legs right now like doing these multiple these
1: tables and
0: yeah and chairs and retro's is literally not caring anymore <laughs> um uh it, it was it was a tour de force for two guys who started at NXT and like kind of didn't get what they wanted out of that experience yeah and then leaving making a name for themselves um i did not and the match did not end with you thinking the juice did not give it his all yeah he did, just did not expect his challenger right and you believe that storyline you believe the fact that like john got into his head Mm-hmm. And that this is, should be a redemption story for Jews, and that's good fucking wrestling storytelling yeah. right there. Yeah, it was, it was fucking. Wa- and yeah, uh, so yeah, John Moxley in a surprise win, AEW's freshest fucking signee wins the IWGP, uh, U.S. T- title, title uh, which fuels more fire to the fact that AEW might have signed a deal with New Japan to get that talent which is insane because we were talking about this and I was saying, well, the Young Bucks are the AAA champions and New Japan has a deal with CMLL. And apparently a few of Impact's wrestlers were supposed to show up in the over-the-top, over-the-budget Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. And and New Japan has a deal with Wing of Honor. So if that means that New Japan and AEW get to swap talent, does that mean that like, we get to see the Lucha Brothers versus T-Tan and Dragon Lee. Yeah. Do we get to see uh, uh, Jay Lethal or or Marty Shkroll, who have Ring of Honor contracts, fight against cage or johnny impact Mm -hmm. right like the potential fucking here between this partnership is fucking insane yeah that's that's
1: potentially what six six different promotions all intertwining between each other other.
0: all like sharing talent between each other back and forth that's insane and especially considering that like cody has an in with nwa because he was the nwa champion Mm -hmm. and like assuming where that leads right because marty scroll has I don't know if that match already happened and he lost it, but he had a match with Nick Aldis uh, for the NWA title. Oh, okay. And so, like, and that's still, like, a fraudulent promotion. Like, they don't really have, like, a centralized place or wrestler. They just have their champions and kind of people who come in. I think the MAC was one of their first signings after Nick Aldis and Ivory, mm-hmm. right? But, like, that's seven there. Right, seven very prominent promotions that have gone up and down in prominence in the United States, going through this new, fresh breed, quintessentially indie prime time wrestling promotion. Yeah. Right. And and that that's very interesting. And I guess we'll get into this once we get into our AEW. But before we move on from I from New Japan, we have to talk about probably my favorite match currently of 2019. Oh yeah. And the NXTs were phenomenal and we should probably do something about talking about NXT cuz oh,
1: shit I forgot about Takeover. That was amazing yeah, too. Yeah. Takeover
0: 25 was incredible. Uh but the Will Ospreay Shingo match. Oh. The finale for was a roller coaster. Of fucking... Um, like, like, I never thought a corny-ass story, like the aerial assassin wanting to slay the dragon of New Japan would be so... Fu- the I This is as close as we can get, outside of that Coda-Will Osprey match, to real-life fucking anime. Yeah. This was as fucking anime as it fucking gets, and it was... I, I'm... Insane. Insane. It was 100% insane. And I know we sound like weeaboos right now. 100% sound like weeaboos. But like like I said, I thought this entire thing was going to be corny. When Will came out with the fucking sword, I was like, fuck. Dude, That's it. pretty like, cool. Could you... You are, you're a weeaboo.
1: It's pretty cool. Nope, it was he had, corny as he hell. Had like a, that was like a real-ass sword. No, dude, and he's dressed like an assassin already.
0: Dude, that was the weeaboo's Come ass on. fucking shit. A white dude who really likes anime, who fucking named his gimmick after a video game character, fucking came out with a katana and pointed it at the Japanese guy. <laughs> dude, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> but somehow, throughout that match, I became a believer. Yeah. I was like, there were literal <laughs> moments where I was like, is never going to win this match. He, <laughs> there's no fucking chance in hell he's going to win this match. And then there were moments where I was like, How is Shingo still standing up? Yeah. There he were-
1: he took mul- uh, his finisher multiple times. Oh. Every single finisher that, or finisher, signature move, fucking. He Whatever would, he had.
0: He would punch Will Ospreay. And Will Osprey. by the way, I, I never thought that Will was a great seller. I think a lot of British wrestlers kind of have a problem with this. But holy shit, did Will Ospreay sell every single one of those? He would punch him once and Will would crumble yeah. to the ground and like fight to get up. It was such a David versus Goliath fight in a way because they're both the same. I think Will is kind he's a little of bit bigger, bigger, mm-hmm. but you believe that Shingo was stronger. Yeah. And for someone to make you believe that the little guy is so he's that I can't even, this is such a weebo ass fucking reference, but the little guy from that fucking sumo anime yeah. that we've been watching, he's that guy. Yeah. And it's fucking wild. Like, and the strength that Chingo had, like Chingo would grab Will's finisher and reverse it into a fucking sitting suplex. Yeah. Like, and then. With ease. With ease! We didn't even care. And then, like, Will Ospreay had to fucking, like, do uh, the Oz cutter
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the fucking side of the apron. And Shingo died. Like he draped over and died. And then
1: he just got he got. And then that wasn't even the end.
0: That wasn't the end. We thought it was the end, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. And it kept. And every time it kept going, it got more and more fucking exciting. And I by the time he landed like his fifteenth cutter... Yeah. He like the moment when he landed all his finishers. He had to he had to
1: do them all in the in a row. He did a, he did uh hidden blade. And then he did the Oz Cutter, and then he finished it with Stormbreaker.
0: Stormbreaker. And, the, and I was like, no, he's going to kick out again. He's going to 100% <laughs> kick out again. And then he won. And I was like, yeah, no. I, like, Shingo lost his winning streak, but, like, Shingo's a beast.
1: Yeah, he was, man. During that whole tournament, because Shingo was the only one that went undefeated the whole time. Yeah.
0: Because he's been undefeated, I think he's seventy. He was seventy three yeah. and zero by the time he walked into this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but at this point, I think like if, if, which is weird because it'll still be LIG. But if if Naito loses, I think the best comer up to go against Koda would be Shingo.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, but I, I definitely think that they're trying to keep Shingo in the junior heavyweight mm-hmm. division. So, I think if Will wins, there'd be setting up a feud between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, which, Osprey Shingo 2 is 100%. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame because this entire tournament was devoid of uh, Tanashi. He broke his neck. He uh, broke his neck. former junior heavyweight champion. The guy who won it last year.
1: Oh, um,
0: Tahoshi <laughs> I don't want to keep saying Japanese names. Uh, but it was a shame losing him in the tournament yeah because I mean his match with Will Osprey last year was a five and a half star match right mm-hmm. by, by by senior uh, David Milzer who we were talking about this but Dave is a dick <laughs> because he spent like 30 years not giving any WWE matches a five stars. And then he started giving NXT matches and a couple of WWE matches, like five stars every now and again. And he's like, "But watch this!" And then he goes and gives a bunch of New Japan matches, seven, six, and five and a half star matches. And he's like, "Yeah, five is just average now. A <laughs> uh, five is like what New you Japan can't even.
1: What, you, what is that's five is like a three now.
0: Yeah, five five is what you make on a road show <laughs> when you come to like America. Like, that's what you do. Uh, so yeah." Uh, yeah, uh, the Super Juniors was a role, a genuine roller coaster of emotion. Without anyone having to do heavy promos or backstage segments, I got inv- uh, Rocky keeping his position in the match in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the ladder to stay in the tournament. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible fucking match against the Sniper.
1: Yeah, uh, Robbie Eagles.
0: Yeah, Robbie Eagles. Like I, I didn't know who those motherfuckers were. The New Bullet Club guys. Yeah,
1: Robbie Eagles and Phantasma were amazing were during incredible. that tournament.
0: Incredible. Uh, the 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 rugby guy. The, the coach. Fact, yeah, the fact that I thought he was a joke the entire the halfway through and then halfway through that tournament, like me coming to believe that this dude will do anything to stay in this ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ibuki, all all of the regular. Dudes, phenomenal. Bandido yep. was a fucking, like, that was an explosive debut on New, New Japan. The friendship between... This was the first time that I believed rivalry slash friendship between two guys uh, when it came to Dragon Lee and T-Tan. Yeah. Because WWE tries to do this all the time, right? Kofi and Daniel Bryan or, or, or AJ and Seth Rollins or AJ and Kofi or AJ and Daniel Bryan respect each other. And it's just boring. Shinsuke and AJ respect each other because they're both faces. and It's kind of boring. But like the fact that t and Dragon Lee were like, we're going to die for each other. But this is why we have to go harder against each other in the ring is fantastic. Like when they hugged at the end of their match. Yeah. I believed that shit. Right. So, yeah. So like that entire tournament, however fucking long it was, it was pretty fucking long. That's all it's new a, Japan. I think it was a month. Yeah. Uh, I've bought in I, bu- I bought into all of the storylines i bought into will's redemption will's uh not his redemption will's uh ascendance yes. kind of the, the the fact that he's bulking up he's growing he wants to become bigger he wants to have more of an impact mm-hmm. like even the real part of his life that he brought into his gimmick Was, like, cool because it felt a part of his gimmick that he's committing 100% to becoming a heavyweight. Yeah. When he's, like, yeah, I'm moving to Japan for good. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of that stuff was, like, very much, like, sold me on the fact that, like, Wasprey is committed. And at some point, he's going to, like, have to, like, break away from his master, Okada. Right? From his teacher, Okada. And, like, all that anime bullshit, for some reason, New Japan makes you believe in it. Uh... Yeah, any last thoughts on this?
1: Oh. Dominion tomorrow. Yeah. Should be phenomenal.
0: Yeah, we should it's, uh, I I am very much looking forward to it. I have jumped uh I I mean when when I was talking to you about new Japan and stuff, I was always a fan of new Japan and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in 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 recent in this past year uh I don't feel there's any hope to the quote-unquote main rosters for WWE at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't see a revival. Pun not intended.
1: No, fully intended. Fully
0: intended. Hashtag fear the revival. Uh, uh, and this is the only reason why I'm keeping my WWE Network subscription. is because of NXT and 205 Live, uh, which mm-hmm. they're slowly murdering. But as it still goes, like Corio, all those guys, Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy... Jack are, Gallagher, Jack Gallagher, like are, are doing wrestling, uh, cruiserweight wrestling the same way I remember like WCW cruiserweight wrestling was yeah. right, uh, incredible <laughs> wrestling, but not given the chance to shine as uh, with storylines and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's the only reason. But at this point, I I'm not gonna watch anymore Raw or SmackDown. I really don't care. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel the same, I feel the same way too. Yeah,
0: and maybe if I hear that there's another classic like Andrade Rey Mysterio match type thing. I'll turn it on sc- skip all the way to that match and just watch the match mm-hmm. um, yeah but at this point New Japan like all the way for me uh, their schedule's fucked up for me I can't keep up with them but whenever I watch it that's the insane part it's like it doesn't matter when I watch if I just turn on the TV to New Japan I'm getting I'm getting some fucking incredible shit right uh, and on that note Let's move on the potential of incredible shit. Ow. Owie. And the potential of incredible shit. Uh, Our boys, the the elite, being the elite uh, AEW, all elite wrestling. Um, They just finished Double or Nothing. Um, A great card all throughout. Pretty much everyone has... Ad nauseum talked about how fantastic that show was. Yeah. The John Moxley appearance. We know about all of that. Uh, Pac backing away. Whatever. Um, uh, but now we're we're heading into like them setting up a bunch of like their smaller wrestlers having the big dogs fight against the smaller guys. Uh, Kenny Omega, uh, uh, Cody, the Young Bucks are all going to wrestle against relative newcomers mm-hmm. in the industry at Fight fest, fighter festival, fighter, fighter festival? fest, fighter fest, which is like great marketing plan to rip off the entire fire festival like vibe and marketing. employee. they even like the first video for the, you know how they do a series of YouTube videos. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they literally had like models on a on a Hawaiian island. Oh my god! Like, yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then. And then they just had like s- cut out pictures of the elite. Mm-hmm. And they're just dancing on a beach. <laughs> but they're not dancing on a beach. They just have them wobble. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be... Because Kenny Omega is a nerd and a weeb. Uh, they're going to have it at a at a, at a fighting tournament. Mm-hmm. At a fi- exciting video game tournament. They're going to build a ring. Uh, at the CEO, that's the name of the fighting tournament. And that's where they're going to have their pay-per-view uh, it's not going to be bombastic and as big as Double or Nothing, uh, but it's going to be one of the pay per views that they set up towards the TNT launch of the All Elite Wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Are they going to just call it all AEW, or are they? I
1: probably. I have no idea. Or are
0: they just going to do the WWE thing of like having another name for some reason? Um, but yeah, um, I think what they're doing, like they're doing some great stuff like the John Moxley stuff. The fact that there's a bunch of rumors coming out of like a bunch of WWE wrestlers wanting to leave the company to go and work with these guys. Um mm-hmm. uh, the matches they put together, uh the potential that they have of course when they when they merge everything together, right? Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Uh I am I'm very much looking forward to that TNT show replacing my time on USA. Yeah. Um Fox might change my mind on SmackDown. Mm
1: -hmm. We'll have Uh, to see.
0: We'll have to see. Uh, We'll have to see what side Fox leans on. If Fox decides they want to make it into a TV show, I'm out. If they decide to to say, no, we want it to represent like a real sport. We want to put it in our sports section. Like we want it to seem more like a legitimate sport. Mm -hmm. Like a Ninja Warrior. Our version of Ninja Warrior style thing, right? Yeah. Because for some reason, Americans treat everything or mainstream America really treats everything as like very serious, hard-hitting stuff. So Ninja Warriors is like a legitimate sport in America when it's still like a fun thing to do in Japan. Yeah. Right? Where it originally came from. Uh, But if they decide to go that path, I'd be willing to watch again because WWE is not funny. They've never been funny. (laughs) They've never had the comedy chops. Um, So I don't want them to do that. I'd rather AEW take care of the skits and the gimmicks and the stuff like that yeah. like holy shit new japan does jokes better than them and they're pretty basic with their comedy um uh, so yeah i don't know any anything you want to say about aew
1: um i i think this will this this hopefully it'll put some fire under wwe to kind of you know it seems the Maybe only fire do something?
0: The only fire better, that they're putting wrestlers? under them is to like fucking throw shade at AEW that they're not a big, big, big deal. I don't know. It seems like all indications of them like just not trying to ignore AEW's existence as much as possible.
1: Oh, okay. I guess so, yeah, that would be there. that would be Vince's fucking reaction to that. Try and squash him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't, yeah, also I don't care. I think NXT is still going to do great. <clears throat> and if NXT doesn't do great, all those wrestlers have an opportunity to now go to AEW. And now that New Japan is trying to expand in the US, they have a chance to work with New Japan in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I Either Ring of Honor's management or leadership needs to change. They need to go. Or they need to go. <laughs> uh, because they're starting to dwindle. And the only thing that's propping them up is all of these deals they have with other better promotions that are handing them good talent. Yeah. But they're... Well, I love their lead booker, their head booker. Um, they are just... Uh, I don't know what Sincla- how much decision-making Sinclair has mm-hmm. because Delirious is a really good booker. And I don't know what's happening there where he's incapable... Like he's being stifled to be able to book anything mm-hmm. because... At this point, Jay Lethal is their fucking John Cena. Basically. And it's getting tired and old. And beyond that, they really don't have anyone else to carry. That's not like too busy being a prominent figure in another promotion. Right? Yeah. Uh, Maybe b- and they're <laughs> too Ray. Silly. They're too, they're too, too silly. They're way, <laughs> way too silly. Where Impact is doing legitimately more hard-hitting stuff than they are. Yeah. Like, Impact is looking to be like the new ECW. Mm-hmm. Uh, in very interesting ways. Not in the, we're just going to hurt each other for the sake of hurting each other type of way. Uh, so, yeah. There's a lot of interesting shit happening in wrestling. Uh, and this has been, uh, I don't know. Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, we love wrestling I love man. wrestling yeah I was, we, I was literally going to say uh, that I was yeah. like we don't I just love wrestling just yeah. you, wanna, you know
0: I want to watch good wrestling man I just want to watch good wrestling and on that note that's been Never Enough Wrestling I want to thank y'all for listening I want to thank you for coming along yeah, yeah if you have any complaints send them to ngecomplaints at gmail.com we'll get another email at some point
1: bye bye, bye.